Gido unto Gidro, what is Gidro's? Ten to one, he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. I think it's really cool they're officially putting out Star Fox 2, because I really like the first one, and I wanted like a continuation yeah. of that instead of the same game, just yeah. on different consoles every time. You can find homebrewed versions of that, though. I know. That's where it's made with craft still. beer, right? Yeah. We get called back. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> Podzuki, the one and only Christian Kaiju podcast. I am one of your hosts, Luke Evans Flip. I am one of your other hosts, Brandon Kirkman. I'm another one of your hosts, Martin Felschman. And we've been drinking Zima's boys. <laughs> yeah. But we also, guys, get this. We got a special guest. Oh, no. And his name's Zima. Guys, shout out to... No, it's, it's hey. St. Arden. I'm Zima. How's it going? <laughs> guys, it's Zima Arden. <laughs> I'm like Sprite, but with alcohol. Hey! <laughs> Uh, as Why are we doing Seinfeld? I don't know. <laughs> we'll What's get the there. deal with we'll Jerry? <laughs> really glad to be here, folks. It's probably around the same time, I believe. Seinfeld was still on when Zima was a thing. I'm pretty yeah. sure Seinfeld had some Zima jokes. Yeah. I had no idea Zima was a thing in the 90s. I thought it was just a joke that everyone was enjoying it right now. I thought it was like a real thing. I don't know. Nah, nobody likes it. It was just a thing yeah. that we remember from being kids and now we can drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like slap bracelets. You drink a bunch of slap bracelets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> slap bracelets that have like a little bit of morphine on it. So, inside. like 20 it's years like, from now, kids will try to be drinking fidget spinners. I like that. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot of ball bearings. <laughs> Right, like what it was like an, uh, a novelty alcohol that's coming out for sure for loco oh, or the real for loco yeah. Yeah. yeah not that kid not shit not that bullshit yeah. Or that shit that won't give you heart attacks. Well, yeah, well, Zima was discontinued because nobody fucking liked it. You're right. Yeah. But Four Loco was discontinued <laughs> because it was killing people, right? Like, hazard, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it, because drinking Zima, just... like I sang, it's like if Sprite could go bad, but it was still kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might notice we're avoiding talking about the movie. Because <laughs> we so might be divided because yeah. I love this film, guys. <laughs> yeah, I just it's... want to talk about Zima. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, today's film was Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. Or Godzilla vs. Hidera. Yeah. Or Godzilla vs. Pollution. Yeah. Or uh, Director Against LSD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Godzilla vs. the villain from Fern Gully. Yeah. That's what I kept thinking of. Or Godzilla vs. Roe vs. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't sound like Tone Loke, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, Tone oh, no, Tone Loke was the lizard, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're thinking Tim Curry. If Tim Curry was in this movie, Ooh. instant perfect rating. Ooh. Just take some of his dialogue in Ferngully and dub it over those scenes when they're having conversations, but they're not with those subtitles. Like, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, the monsters have like, there's like a really long scene before a fight. And it's only like, it's like two minutes where they're like clearly trading insults. But they're monsters, so you can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> I, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, Although definitely. this movie also just just jump around a lot. Yeah. yeah. In the first, yeah. In the beginning, it's just there's so many scenes that just happen back to back to back, and it's just so like uncomfortable. Oh, okay. I think I got to turn the fan off. I just realized. <laughs> Too loud. We could yeah. restart. No, um, we're good still. But yeah. If anyone's wondering, on the Zima pack and the package, it just says uh, refreshing, refreshing citrus beverage. Yeah, which makes me really love Zima. I know about refreshing, but it's definitely sponsored. Citrusy. 
I'm glad. I'm glad when a drink tells me it's refreshing. That's the dead giveaway that it is not. Yeah. It's like when your weed dealer tells you he's got some really good weed. Really? That weed's not going to be good. Hey, <laughs> my, wheel, my weed dealer is very honest with me. <laughs> well, Maybe too you, honest? We talk a lot about why we feel sad. Yeah, that's uh-huh. too honest. <laughs> He's like, Martin, is this really helping like as an adult? Series. <laughs> Me and my drug dealer. Should, anyway. we, should we do another introduction just in case that fan was too loud? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we can do it. I really doubt it was too loud, but let's go ahead and do it like, Hello and welcome to the Podzuki, the internet's only Christian Got Kaiju podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans-Flip. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman. And I'm your other co-host, Brandon Kirkman, known to have loud fans. <laughs> so you do the intro again, but you mentioned the fan. Yeah. <laughs> I like the little mystique. And guess, our special guest, Dane Arden. Hey, it's me. We're drinking Zemas. I made a joke earlier about Rover. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I hate the, the first introduction was so much better. <laughs> if we still have it and I can keep it, it's going to be fantastic. So Good. Yeah. Godzilla versus Road versus Wayne. <laughs> and you, you cut like a total of, like, what, 20 seconds from every single yeah. one of these episodes? <laughs> An ad about two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's got to be even more with the jingles, this one. But anyway, yes, uh, the movie we watched this week was Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, we're a little divided about it. I feel like I want to pollute even more. <laughs> yeah, the, like, if it wasn't obvious from the title, it's kind of an environmentalist message. Mm. And if it wasn't obvious from the title, it's definitely obvious from the opening song number. Mm. Yeah, the opening, the mid, the probably like the third act, and then the ending song number. Yeah. That you hear well, the song they play like three or four times. Don't each, pollute the earth. Yeah, and each time you think it's going to be a different song because mm-hmm. it's a different intro. Right, but it's always the same song. <laughs> like, can can we find song lyrics? Your phone. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I left my phone in the other room too. I just realized. <laughs> well. Why we do that? Well, also, Vamp, we're, I think I mentioned it. We're drinking Zimas. Yep. Martin got them for us. We're getting a little loopy. <laughs> Earlier, if I didn't have to cut it off, I referred to Dane Arden as Zima Arden. Which Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Give me that sponsorship. I'll yeah. drink a dumb beverage. Well, <laughs> before you came over here, we were talking about uh, who made Zima, and apparently it was listed as the Zima Corporation or something. Uh, no, no, it was Blackwater. Oh, Blackwater. Blackwater. You know, they killed those kids. <laughs> that's what killed the kids. I still don't think that's what they did, but I, it's no, no, something they, along those lines. They, they purified that black water, and now it's Zima. Yeah. How are we going at this movie? Are we going to try to go from beginning to end? Because there's yes. so that's how, much. That's how we usually do it. Okay. Yeah, All I right. mean, um, with lots of interruptions. Gotcha, well, yeah, gotcha. let's, so let's talk about that uh, opening number. Um, mm-hmm. Don't believe I, the earth. I'd, I'd say it looks like a 16-year-old got a camera and was like, I'm going to show people some real shit. <laughs> this is going to change some minds right now. It's like five minutes of dirty, dirty, polluted water. Mm-hmm. And it's really close up, so it actually was making me feel a little queasy at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was like a mannequin sludge. Yeah. Hats. So the name of the song is Kaise Taiyo or Bring Back the Sun. Mm-hmm. And it was sung by uh, Marikeiko, Honey Nights, and Moondrops, which oh. I believe the star of one of those, the one, member of one of those bands was in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Kiko Mari, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah Mari, yeah. it's backwards. Oh, that's yeah. That's how Japanese people do their names. You and your surname's Japan. <laughs> God, it's real, completely different planet over there. Yeah. What, what was the name of that band? That was a good band name. So, she is a somewhat famous Japanese pop star artist all the way back to the 70s. She released albums throughout her life. Her last one in 2006 was Girlfriend Baby Doll. Wait, 2006? Dude, she's still doing it. And you Holy know what? More shit. power to her. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I thought this movie would have tanked anything she could have been in. Oh, this is what brought her straight to the top of the charts, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, it hey. sounds like Martin hasn't been watching Unbreakable Kimmy Smith because females are strong as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here, that song we were talking about. These are still the song lyrics. And stop me when you guess what the message is. Where have all the birds and sea creatures gone? Stop. Birds. <laughs> At least let me get to some of the good parts. <laughs> Where have all the dragonflies and butterflies gone? Mercury, cookies and cream. <laughs> Mercury, cobalt, cadmium, lead, sulfuric acid, photochemical oxidants, crinogen, magnesium, vandium. Just, like are, a whole paragraph of just chemicals. Those, 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 those are catchy lyrics. Yeah, a deadly cocktail spilled into oceans and spewed into the air. When all life on earth is gone, the fields and mountains shall fall silent. When everyone is gone, nobody will be there to even cry for those that are lost. What about that Indian guy? Native American guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm also- sorry, baby. It's just the Zima talking. <laughs> all right, let's do another intro. <laughs> I'm Zima Harden. I'm Brandon Happy Martin. And that's over there, Luke Flelschman. All right. I... I really hope someone like used this song to stut to like cheat on some test about chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening to some J-pop, Professor. Get out of my way. <laughs> um, so yeah, we can just get into the film. It opens up, and guys, you see a lot of pollution. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our monster of the movie, the smog monster or Hitera, just rises right out of it, and he's like, "What up, guys? I'm the monster of this movie." They like the first shot is of him just coming yeah. out. Yeah. Coming out of like a, a, a skim of dead fish yeah. and a six pack beer yeah, rings. He knows how to mm-hmm. fucking party, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Like it kept reminding me of the monster from that one of the segments in Creep Show when they're on the lake. Oh, that's a on good that one. And like there's, there's that, that one, oil slick that eats them. That one is frightening. Yeah, like still thinking about that one gives me goosebumps. Man, yeah. We should have watched that movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, guys, why don't we start watching like good horror movies? It's technically kaiju's. Uh, we're fucking no, idiots, not really. Yeah. If there's mo- if there if there are multiple monsters yeah. in a single movie, it kind of defeats it. Yeah, what we're we talking it's about. It's got to have be a certain amount of personality. That's true for a kaiju. Dumb and Dumber is a kaiju, right? Oh, I think we had a debate for later. Oh, yes, yeah, we, we, we get to that part later. Oh, yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't wait to argue about something I don't know. Yeah. That sounds like us every episode. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club. But I should say, after that opening shot of the pollution and Hidora, or Hidora, I don't, is it Hidora? They said it different a few yeah, times during the film. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose uh, Japanese, you pronounce it Hidora. Yeah, Hidora. 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 Uh, Tweet all your corrections at, I don't know, let's say Ted Cruz. Yeah, all your corrections <laughs> and racial slurs at well, any one of us. <laughs> it's the internet, somebody's gonna be rude. Yeah, I, I don't want to invite that. I mean, it's the internet. 
You don't really have a choice. That's true. I think by inviting it, you get fewer of them to come because, like, I'm not going to do what you fucking tell me to. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to be polite this time. So, to avoid that, we cut to the opening uh, scene of Kinyano, who's the main star. Well, he's, like, the main kid we see. He's really annoying. He has two Godzilla, like, toys he's playing with. Yeah. And he's, like, putting him down a slide for a very long scene. That was the most endearing moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything else. Well, he seems like a really depressed kid. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we're having a hard time figuring out, especially since the last movie, exactly what the... how Godzilla is thought of in the populace. Yeah. Because the, this movie and the last movie, we had kids who were, like, fans of Godzilla. And, like, Godzilla's gonna help us. Well, yeah, but, like, I thought in the last movie, like, Godzilla didn't exist. Yeah, it was a dream, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Godzilla didn't exist. I know that people didn't think he existed, I think. But I... No, like, I straight up thought, like... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean... At this point, we're introduced to Kenyano's family, which is Dr. Yano, his father, Toshi, his mom, and then his cool cousin visiting, which is Yukio. So that was a cousin. It was a cousin. The one who looked like Wilder, Wilmer Valderrama from well, I would the have said, show? I would have said 2D from the gorillas, but either <laughs> one works, so... But yeah, um... Man, should we just get into a, a Moth Paul's Drag Race right now? Hell yeah, uh, let's get into Moth Paul's Drag Race. We, I got, we got a lot of jingles in this, you'll, you'll hear it out there. I love it. But, uh, so excited. So, Moth Paul's Drag Race, of course, we talk about the fashion in the film. This one, yes. pretty poppin'. Pretty poppin'. Mm-hmm. Um, Yukio, this is not to give too much away, but later in the film, we get to introduce his girlfriend, uh, Miki. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a pretty sharp dresser. Oh, God, yes. Complimenting Yukio's fashion, which is kind of nice. They kind of... You know what? They coordinate. It's very cute. He has like a little, uh, I was about to call it a high school jacket. What is it? Letterman, Letterman jacket. Letterman jacket. I mean, it didn't have a letter on yeah, it, but yeah. it was a Letterman jacket. Mm-hmm. He clearly didn't get it for playing a sport. It, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. He, look like, he, he looks like he's 35. He's yeah. not getting a letter. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was probably a weird time in Japan because there's probably like a lot of American influence going on at the time. Like oh, yeah. We've seen it in the 60s movies too, but... This one, especially with the way the movie was made, like I mentioned before, like I feel like they just watched a lot of popular American '60s movies. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Any any scene where anyone is playing music in this film, it's like I don't know. They saw a video for the Beach Boys, and they were like, "Let's do that times uh, ten. ten. Well, yeah, it's got that whole incense peppermint mm-hmm. psychedelic effect, mm-hmm. where like they would have an overhead projector covered with like oil and food coloring, and then take a lens mm-hmm. and splash mm-hmm. it on the top to do those weird shapes. It's like yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. I, I know like there's a dude who actually did it, and like they have a name, but I can't for the life of me think of what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Cosby. Um, so I'd say, <laughs> Brandon, please cut that. Oh, no. <laughs> No, I mean no, he's like, still a person. Yeah, right? he still exists. Yeah, but just no. You got, you got, What's wrong with Bill Cosby? There's nothing wrong with Bill Cosby. Right, Thank you. Let's talk about Bill. Okay, guys. I mean, there's something wrong with Bill. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, well, um, to move the plot along, so basically, him and his doctor, old dad, go to the beach, and they're like, "Hey, we found this weird tadpole. A weird fisherman dropped off." Let's yeah. go to the beach and look for it. Cause... He's never seen again after yeah. that moment. That's He's a good lo- point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Never see him. He's just like, Hello, I brought this thing to you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Well, I was like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're here again today. What's up? <laughs> well, I feel it was an important distinction to make because it seemed like maybe it's just because it was a Japanese movie that the environmental message started from the fact that fish were dying. Fish being dead was a very 
continual yeah. image in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like it's such a heavy fishing country. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why okay, you don't care that we're you're not gonna be able to live on the planet. How about you don't have a job anymore? Yeah. <laughs> well somebody's pro pollution here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean just just apathetic. Yeah. Really. I mean, yeah, it's our generation, I feel like. So we got that said, which is nice. Yeah. But here's the thing. Is pollution a bad thing? That's what the film wants to question and puts into every scene of this very, very long film. It's a very clumsy message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, I should say, just for moving the plot along real quick, though, they go to look for a door. They find him. He scars both the kid on the hand, which is not too severe because he has a weird scene with a knife where he cuts it, and then he scars the doctor on the face. Yeah, it gives him, like, a Phantom of the Opera scar. That, yeah. that whole scene, like, okay... Like, it just cuts from that guy bringing the tadpole to them then being at the beach. Yeah. And it's apparently the next day. Like, yeah. there's no transition there. They're just like, well, it's tomorrow. <laughs> and then the fucking father goes swimming in the ocean and he leaves his kid with a really big knife to just fucking break open muscles. Huge knife. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hunting knife. And then, yeah, he gets hurt and the kid is fucking yelling into the water like, Papa, it's two o'clock. But also the kid cuts the monster. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah the mon- Hedera jumps over him free willy style yeah. and he sticks the Bowie knife out into its gut. Yeah. And that, that part's never really brought up again. Like, you think that would be important him so slicing yeah. like blood or sludge or anything on the Yeah, knife. I thought like they would show like the knife like wilting because it's super acidic because Hedera yeah. later in the film, of course, is shown to be very acidic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But no, like he, he he jumps over him, and then he's back in the water, yeah. leading me and to just, believe you know. that that kid just imagined that that happened. <laughs> like he was so scared, he had like a panic attack. Right. Lots yeah. of, lots of scenes that don't need to be in there that you could have cut, oh. and it wouldn't have would right. actually have helped the story rather than hinder it. Yeah. I will say there was one other scene that endeared me to that kid beyond him pushing Godzilla's down a slide, which was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when he was yelling for his father to come back. It reminded me a lot of Simba from The Lion King. <laughs> Except without a body. Papa! He was Papa! I know that it wasn't like the, like voiceovers because we watched the English dub, but mm-hmm. still that kid seemed to be a pretty okay actor yeah. as far as kid actors go. Whoever was voicing him sucked. <laughs> that child was Bruce Willis. <laughs> it was probably like a 25 year old woman. Yeah, I wasn't able. To, I, I usually can't find the dubs who does the voices. The only reason I know going way back to Godzilla Raids again that it was. Um, I'm forgetting his name. The one actor from Star Trek. George Takei. Um, George Takei. The only reason I know that is because he talked about it in a few interviews. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's always kind of a mystery, but since we don't know, we can't say it's Bruce Willis. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just say it's Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah probably Bruce Willis. Yeah, for sure. He was a kid once, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Legend has it be. Yeah. But at this point, An ugly bald kid. <laughs> he just grew into it, which was kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown. Yeah. So after the kid gets scarred and the doctor gets scarred, which is kind of weird and gross, yeah. um, mm-hmm. the film progresses with basically Hidora growing bigger off pollution. It's really ham-fisted. Like, you just watch it go to a giant smokestack at one point, just breathe in all the fumes. That's a little bit later. Yeah. It's, it's like he's hitting a bong. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. He's also got these, like, big red eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it's like, good design for a monster. It uh, looks kind of like Cthulhu mm-hmm. and the ooze from the ooze. For the viewers at home, if you be uh, 420 friendly, <laughs> oh, maybe hit the bong as long as that guy does when you're watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fun little game. All right. Ooh. All right. 
there are a couple. Zima. There are a couple of really <laughs> interesting animated segments too that were like animated political cartoons. Mm-hmm. That kind of like hit the message home about pollution. I, mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, there was one where it was like a factory with eyes. Anytime green showed up, it took its giant claws and scratched it out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then Hedera, animated Hedera, coming out and ate the entire plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sometimes it, it feels a little weird. I wish they would have kept that, maybe taken some other scenes out, and then explained some other scenes more. Yes. Yeah. It's a very, let's just roll with the punches film for yeah. almost everything. Yeah. There are just scenes where they're cutting to images of like stars and constellations. Yes. And talking about how nuclear fusion works. They just completely explained the monster's backstory by doing a slideshow of a bunch of different stars. Well, yeah, and you think it's plotting the course, because yeah. apparently Hedera came from a meteorite. Right. You think they're plotting the course, but no, they're just showing images of, like, nebulas yeah. and crap that was taken like, by space telescopes. It's, uh, it's, what if we just had pictures of space and then just explain it? That's it. Also, That's if it. he came from a meteorite, how is this our fault? <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. Yeah. He fed on our pollution. Yeah, but that's like... Well, if um, an alien came down that fed on bread and got stronger, would we, would we right. blame bread? Well, of course not. That's why people are going gluten-free now. I mean, yeah, that would true. be, yeah, that would be like the gluten-free lobby making a movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those evil, evil yeah. people. Or maybe people who are just like, don't like carbs. Ugh, ugh. Oh, mm. The truest monsters. No, I'm going to take a Zima sip to that. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers at home. Probably has gluten in it. Nice mm, little gluten in there. Ooh, more sugar, mommy. Ooh. <laughs> uh, sponsor us. Yeah, please, Zima. This is the only podcast you need to sponsor. <laughs> uh, so, getting back to the progression of this, uh, at this point, for some reason, the kid has like a weird psychic link to Godzilla, and he tells his parents and the cousin, Godzilla will take care of this, don't worry guys, we got this. And it, it keeps cutting them, seeing like Godzilla in the distance, like he has a, like a mental disorder. Yeah, but it's all, yeah. always, uh, he always ends up being there. Yeah. You know, and he can see Godzilla. But they show it like, where, like on the roller coaster and later in the movie, it just looks like, it's like a, uh, like a Sasquatch scene. They're just like showing like a picture and it's like... Could this be Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. find out? It's a very jarring scene, too, because it comes after, like, I think one of the first Godzilla heater fights. Yes. Godzilla's flinging heater around and his, like, oh my God. body poop or whatever. Like, it looks kind of yeah. like just, like, sewage. Like, turd, yeah, yeah. like really old, melted turds yeah. flying everywhere. Which he is super accurate and precise with. Yeah. yeah. He is well, so good at going right into the face. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw... We saw it hit Godzilla in the face a few times, yeah. and then we saw it break through buildings, but yeah. like a billion of those things broke off. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't always hit its target. Uh, it was also yeah. weird because like but, there was like... It, it flung into like a poker game? And killed yeah. them. Oh no, there was like a Mahjong game. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, they were Mahjong pieces, but they still seemed shady. Like maybe it was like high stakes Mahjong. That was such a jarring edit, because it just, it goes from the fight to them like shuffling these Mahjong tiles. Yeah, yeah. 
And also, yeah. like, they only show, like, the splatter of a little bit of smudge on there. Yeah, the entire room's filled after And then that. it just goes, <laughs> it's just like, there's a face sticking out of mud. Yeah, and there's, like, body four parts. feet of sludge yeah. in that room. Like, this also ah. cuts to one of the weirdest scenes, which is the Go-Go Dance Club, where <sighs> during the fight, they're having the weird song again about pollution's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to Yukio's girlfriend, Mika, or Miki. Who we have no idea is his girlfriend at that right. point. Yeah. Yeah. She's on stage singing. And he's sitting there with his cocktail, looking really like stressed dressed, out, and nervous, yeah, yeah. dressed like a character from Shin Megami Tensei. If I dare say, that's for three people listening. Yeah, he, he had the ascot <laughs> yeah. and the like high collar. Like, yeah, yeah, we've already done. We did Ralph McPaul's Drag Race, but Moth Paul's Drag Race, but we didn't talk Wait, about we it. Wait, we never got out of it, guys. We've been in this whole time. <laughs> Editor's note, we were never in Moth Paul's Drag Race. Whoa! Anyways, here's the thing. Moth Paul's Drag Race. Alright, we're out of the bit. No, no, we're not out yet. Oh, yeah, her outfits were awesome. Oh, yeah. His outfits were kind of okay, too. Like, yeah. the ascot was kind of interesting. Like, like I said, a lot of... She has that smart look of having the blazer with the big buttons and the turtleneck later mm-hmm. on, too. Yeah, she's really short hair. She stole the show. And yeah, she got a haircut, like, in the middle of the movie. You yeah, know, yeah, good for wow. her. Make time yeah. for yourself. Even if, if Hita is around, just do, do yourself, girl. I think okay. she's the hottest girl in any of the... Godzilla movie so far. I don't know, Mothra. Yeah, Mothra, I'm going to have to go with two. I don't know if you've seen the internet, but Mothra is I don't know, when, it, when it's a larva, when it looks like a petrified penis. Luke, I that's guess. a crime. <laughs> <laughs> that's a larva, Luke. <laughs> a pedophilia is a crime, but bestiality ain't. Well, I, well actually, yeah, Luke, I, got, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Butters. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, yeah. man, that's a Zima talk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, real quick. She had like two, three more outfits. Um, she had this, like at the end, she had like a golf outfit where yeah. she had like a poofy hat. Yeah. Like the Where's like, Waldo? Yeah. 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 It was like red and white stripes, really long scarf, mm-hmm. and a golf hat. Yeah. And like <laughs> I was saying earlier, she was in a weird body slip dressed like a demon from Shin Megami Tensei. Yes. <laughs> She had, like, a seashell over her crotch and starfish and seaweed. It was... It's fantastic. Yeah. And then, actually, favorite outfit. I think it had the least amount of screen time, like, when she was on the roller coaster. Oh, yeah. It was, like, deep V-neck, short skirt. It looked like she was dressed, like... It, it looked like future 70s. It was great. Yeah. No, I liked her in that double-breasted... Yeah, you jacket. Oh, no. <laughs> with, the, with the bangs. Not bangs, uh, sideburns. I, uh, I, I like the jacket a lot. I, do, I like this dress more. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're so, entitled to be wrong. Getting out, <laughs> finally escaping the velocity of Moth RuPaul's Drag Race. Although that kid had great suspenders. Oh no, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Moth RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, suspenders, turtleneck, Boy, and shorts. shorts. Yeah. yeah, suspenders, shorts. They were kind of like waders, I guess, is what they were supposed to be. Yeah. Looks fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, he, Take that, you dumb kid. You know? Yeah, he's like, he's like seven years old. Of course he looks stupid. Yeah. You ever seen a seven-year-old that doesn't look stupid? I don't know. Maybe if his you, parents could fucking care. I don't know. Uh, it's just if you see a seven-year-old that doesn't look stupid, they're going to be the biggest dickhead of a teenager. Yeah, like they're literally Damien from The Omen. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen some hot seven-year-olds. Hold on, edit that out. (laughs) Okay, well, no. 
JK, uh, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, JK yeah, Rowling does not edit this. JK Rowling, <laughs> I don't care. Um, so, getting back on the plot with everything, too. After this, it just cuts to the scene with Yukio, Miki, and Ken on a Ferris wheel. And literally, this is when he a roller coaster. A roller a coaster, yeah, that's right. And this is when Hidora decides, well, it's time to destroy Tokyo because this movie needs to start moving along. <laughs> um, and it goes and it, it turns into a weird flying, like, almost looks like a horseshoe crab combined with a UFO. Yeah, Hidora keeps changing forms like Frieza from yeah. Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, Z. Um, and it's throwing the smog everywhere. People are starting to get choked by it, but not quite dying, but blood splurting out when they breathe in the air. So it's not yeah. too bad yet. But then it attacks the roller coaster. Ken just gets off and calls his dad saying, like, Dad, there's something that happened on this roller coaster. And his dad's like, that's crazy, son. And he's like, okay, see you later. Like, a weird thing that well, happens. No, it's nothing. weird. It goes completely silent on the dad's end. And he's like, where are you? You there? You there? Yeah. Then you go to the kid's end. Then you see like, all this broken glass. And he's like, there's an explosion, but I'm still here. Yeah. But the first, like, the first thing you see is the broken glass, so where I go in my mind is, oh, did somebody just smash into this kid's, like, the booth or something and, like, steal this little kid? And then the explosion happens, and the kid's like, I'm explaining that there was an explosion! Yeah, yeah. and that's when he sees people die, Yeah, right? this is yeah. when it gets graphic. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, don't forget, he's talking to the dad. The dad tells his son, hey... Go get your mom who's at the school. He doesn't think to hang up and call the school to make sure the mom evacuates. He's like, no, my seven-year-old son can do this quicker. Yeah. Mm. And the mom's basically was giving like a... They trusted kids more back then. It looked like like a Tai Chi class or something, but basically that's when the smog first happens. They cough. It's not a big deal. And the mom runs away. Uh, But at this point, Hitoro's like jumped up its powers and it's just melting people into bones. But like graphically showing each time it happens too. Yeah. It's just like like match cuts, like when they like the original Wolfman, but still, mm, yeah. when they become like just skeletons and like poop, it's kind of oh yeah, no, you see like a full like spine, you yeah. see you see clothes fucking splattered against the wall with that goo. Oh, that's what leads to the best scene. So this is happening. He's destroying everybody. We cut to a construction site where there's a guy <laughs> in a construction pit <laughs> that looks. And sees Hidoro flying towards it and is like, well, time to kill myself. Jumps off. Before he hits the ground, Hidoro turns him into a skeleton and then melts the building. Yeah, like, they, they, they like, zoomed out. So you just see, like, a clearly, like, put in in post little dot just fall off of this scaffolding. It's clearly just, like, an erector set. I forgot about that. And it looked like, this is the, the both weirdest and saddest part of the film, because it looked like he jumped off so he wouldn't be melted, because he's like, I don't want to die that way. And then he hits the ground as a skeleton. Yeah. There's some real Looney Tune shit going on there. No, he was just way high up. He reached terminal velocity, like, real quick. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the impact turned him to bones. <laughs> So I think this is around the moment where the scientist, Papa, figures out the thing we've already known is that heater is made out of pollution. Yeah. yeah. Like just that's what it's And they do make by. it seem like it's a big reveal. Like, come on, film, yeah. you're, you're missing the mark on so many things. Yeah, like they had a dried out uh, part of Hedera and then put like a little bit of it into some dirty water and it became like a little tadpole yeah. joined with other parts and they're like, ugh, it's just... It's like the thing. It just every part of it is part of it. It's alive. Sludge. Yeah. This is at the point when it starts getting powered up, and then him and Godzilla have a fight, and Godzilla cannot win. But this is when the film starts to drag. The fights 
are so long in this and so bad. It's where it was already dragging. I feel like the second act's where it starts to get good because that's when it starts getting really silly. Yeah, it's when they have the weird cuts. Like, they'll cut to scenes and it'll be an animation kind of explaining what's going on. They have one where it's a bunch of people in gas masks walking with Hedora flying over. Yeah. And then two women walk by, they melt into skeletons, pass by each other, and then it turns into the next scene. Yeah, it turns into, like, a match of, like, that's the area that the sulfuric acid from Hedera oh is creating. It looks like that optical illusion where it's like, oh, is it a lamp or is it two people's faces? Um, it's pretty it? crazy, like, how well they do the transition between that because mm-hmm. that could have been used for anything else in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they would have put that much effort into the rest of the transitions in the movie, it would have been an okay movie. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But... Just every scene. So just I feel like out. we also didn't mention that one scene at the club when we first met uh, mm-hmm. the cousin's girlfriend, mm-hmm. when he was like really stressed out with his cocktail and like watching people dancing, then all mm-hmm. of their heads turned into fish. Oh yeah. yeah. Which I think the message there is, like I said earlier, like oh, all the fish are gone. Well, what makes us so different from the fish? Why won't we be gone eventually because right. of the pollution? I think that's what they were going for, but. I, I thought that was just a cultural difference. I mean, America's got furries, Japan's got scalies. Yeah, yeah but it was a, it was a it was a hypnotic <laughs> thing. Danny Likey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can't see me right now, but I'm moving my glasses up and down. Yeah. You, you just really all, you're all you always try and turn it back to furries. <laughs> Every single I, I tried to turn it back to scalies. Right. <laughs> and quick sidebar with this: I've looked at a lot of pornography in my lifetime. What? Uh, yeah, well, this is a big reveal, guys. This is a Christian podcast, Brandon. <laughs> I'm, going down the le- I'm going down the devil's route. I'm not turning back, guys. I need to talk about this. Constantly I've seen, in furry pornography for scalies, they have nipples. Why would reptiles have nipples? They don't uh, produce milk. Um, you're anthropomorphizing them. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Have I mean, some respect for the animals. No, don't. no, no. I think the correct, like, uh, biological term for those would be fun buttons. Okay, well, that's true. And that solves the debate I had, guys. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> so many long threads on furry porn sites about <laughs> people arguing when they draw, like, they have, like, a horse character and they draw a human penis on it instead of a horse penis. <laughs> people take that crap seriously. I it's, mean, like... It's anthropomorphized. You throw whatever fucking human parts or whatever animal parts you want. Yeah, I, that's I think. Uh, that's what I'm saying is just, like, these nerds who want to argue on the internet. <laughs> it's what, pretty, what, 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 I get it. fantasy. Yeah, but... Guys, okay, so welcome to the only Christian pornography furry porn. If your podcast. fantasy is a legitimate horse penis, not a penis that looks like a human penis, then yeah, I can see you being disappointed. Yeah. But this is someone else's thing. You can find that somewhere else. Guys, and that's been our segment, Is This a Horse Penis or a Man Penis? <laughs> <laughs> and play that jingle. Is this a horse penis or a man there's like a whole subculture of like people who like have sex with horses. And, like, they, they they like talk to each other and communicate to like so they can make it safe for themselves. But it's like a thing that that's what they're into being made love to by a horse. Is this when we all talk about how we've seen Mr. Hands at a too young of an age and it ruined us as a person? <laughs> I, Listeners, if you are not hard right now, then I don't know why you're not listening. I, I hope for the horse penis or human penis jingle, you put like something for Bojack Horseman. Oh, I'll see what I can do. It's a great soundtrack. Well, you don't know. Is it a horse penis or a human penis? That's true. Well, it's one thing we've all thought about. I Name like... that animal's penis. 
Uh, definitely bet. Anyways, going back to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. I would say at this point, this is when the film's gone off the rails. We're in the second act. Mm-hmm. Uh, is flying around. He fucked up Godzilla. And basically, uh, they have a big fight. And all of the protagonists of the film are at Mount Fuji because they said it's like a end of the world party they're having. Is that what it was supposed to be? Yeah, no, they mentioned it briefly. Was, I thought it was supposed to be like a go-go dance to stop pollution. No, That's what I thought. I yeah, thought it was, one of them said like we're having this party because the world's going to end or something of that sort. I, I don't, I Who feel cares? Like, I feel like just... that was one person trying to be like, yeah, I'm hardcore. Yeah. Well, yeah, before that scene, like they, they were talking at some like youth clubhouse about this thing they're going to have. And then it cuts to them starting it, but it's all in black and white. The cousin character's playing an acoustic guitar, just like strumming it. Kind of reminded me of The Grapes of Wrath. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. So, to get even further into how weird the scene is, they're having a party on Mount Fuji, all the characters are. They cut to a bunch of, like, I want to say street urchins in the bushes watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, those weird, like, homeless zombie people. They never explain them. Yeah. Never explain them. It's frightening. Did yeah. we consecutively have a hallucination together, or was this in the film? I'm guessing both. Yeah. But, yeah, we. I had no idea what they were supposed to represent. I thought they were going to be, like, maybe Hedera's gas also turned them some people into zombies, and they, they were going cool, to attack yeah. them. Because yeah. that's totally what I thought was going to happen. But, no, they show them twice. No explanation. Maybe they didn't have the budget to retain those actors. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they Maybe it was supposed to be because, like, old, they were all old people, so, like, old people looking down on the youth. Yeah. Maybe I mean, they just saw that they were drinking Zimas, and they were like, <laughs> give us some other Zimas. We were invited. Yeah, I'm trying to get pearls from swine. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, that actually, that makes a shit ton of sense. Yeah. Of yeah. course it would be that heavy-handed. Yeah. Oh yeah. There is their message is somehow too on the nose and too vague. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All at the same time. Jesus. Uh, but like they're they're playing black and white, and then he makes like a big strum that's like an electric guitar, <laughs> but on this acoustic, and it becomes color. And then they like, light a big fire in a very dry field. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. hey guys, the only place there's no pollution is in our hearts! It's like a Pepsi commercial yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. We gave the world a Coke, and, uh, I don't know, <laughs> had Godzilla fight some. Uh, playing, like, very generic late 60s, early 70s rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Not even early 70s, late 60s, like that, like, weird guitar riff you would hear in, like, every 60s movie. Yeah. Yeah. Two represent rock and guitar roll. out there for no reason in the middle of a goddamn field. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Kids yeah. these days. And drums. And yeah, key and a synthesizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the cousin was still playing his acoustic guitar, but you heard no acoustic <laughs> guitar. No, no. Yeah. Uh, this had one of my other favorite scenes, which is where they, kit, they cut to the kid dancing with all the adults there, and it looks like he's dancing out of terror. Like, if he doesn't dance, they're going to beat the kid up. Yeah. <laughs> which could have been true for the film production. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I feel like we can move the plot along, which is kind of nice, because these fights felt like forever, but it goes quickly if we explain it plot-wise now, which is basically... They realize they need to electrify Hidra because if he gets dried out, he'll die. Basically, yeah. simple as that. I mean, well, we're, we're not done with that dance scene. <laughs> I want to be wanna... done with it so <laughs> No, no, no. Because then an amazing thing happens where they realize that he hates fire. Oh, yeah. So they all, somehow, they have like infinite torches on this mountain. Yep. And they are lighting them in their various big fires. And they 
they'll just start throwing them. The best part is somebody out of them <laughs> ends up throwing one back towards the other actors. <laughs> yeah. And they don't do anything about that. They, they don't cut it. They no. don't, like, like, it looks like it may have almost caught someone's pant leg on yeah. fire. Yeah. I mean, I could see that being like an Ed Wood sort of like, that would have happened if this Super were real. real. So let's yeah. keep it in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, this is definitely a very Ed Woodian film. That is for yeah. sure. Um, I feel like I, I won't wait for this fact about the film until we're done talking about it, but there's a lot of good history behind this. I just want to get through the plot, which is basically they throw the flames. Uh, Dr. Scarface realizes that if they electrify it, hit it or it will die. He tells the military they build a big ass electric panel. Mm-hmm. Um, they get Hitterell lured over there with headlights because why not? Yeah. Um, well, they they drop oxygen bombs on yeah. him to like push him. Shout out to the original Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, they figured that out, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Godzilla got his ass whooped. Hitterell gets distracted. He gets electrified, but he stops the grid. Godzilla comes back after a very another long, clumsy fight that's very painful to watch. He realizes if he shoots his radiation breath into electrical grid, it makes it stronger. He zaps Hitera and he turns into a pile of ash after grabbing out his two eyeballs. Yeah, he, he, he hits him with the electrical field, digs into what's remaining of his body, grabs both of his eyes, which we're assuming that's what they are. Yeah. Even though in his last form it looked like he only had one eye. Yeah. His like eyes one was closed up. Like they were also red. They weren't like these white yeah. spheres that he took out. I thought he grabbed out like a moon or a giant pearl. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was going to be something like, like it was like Godzilla's egg. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he needed that. That's the I only reason he came in. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Shouldn't have fucked all those dead fish. Yeah. So he can, for some reason, stand in the electrical field and not get hurt, Godzilla, when he does this. And it turns into ash. You're like, yeah, movie over. No, movie not over. Hidera <laughs> flies out of it a for some reason. A tinier Hidera. Yeah, a tiny yeah. Hidera. Godzilla. Oh, this is when it turns into let's be fun. And Godzilla turns around. <laughs> Shoots his radiation breath into the ground and starts flying. It's very slow rising too. Like you don't realize what he's doing. Like first. Godzilla blimp form. Yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So they fly for a little bit. They have a goofy, silly time, yeah. and then finally he catches up, throws him back in an electrical field. Yeah. Then he's dead. Then we think the movie's over. Godzilla turns around, yells at the audience, and then all the characters are like whoa. And then Godzilla turns back around, walks into the sea. We're done, guys. We're free. Yeah, <laughs> we well, made you, it. You missed like, the last part when, like, when Hedera was mostly completely dead after he flew him back to the electrical grids. Yeah. Then just dug out all the tiny other little bits of sludge. Oh, yeah. Threw them on the ground oh, yeah. and activated the grid sure. again just to get really... Because Godzilla was, like... This should have been Godzilla's revenge because he was yeah. pissed off yeah. at Hedera. Dude, he got his ass kicked in yeah. all of those fight scenes. So I totally got it. Yeah, yeah his, his hands got fucked up. Dance. He's missing yeah. an eye now. Yeah. It was it was great. It was like he was going through a suitcase he stole and just throwing shit he didn't yeah. want to the sides. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like he was ripping that thing apart. Mm. Side with him. Okay, but yeah, that's pretty much the entire movie. It's about environmentalism, but they don't have any message as to what humans can do. To right. be pro environmentalism, other than hate factories. Oh, and it, it ends with uh, "Could this happen again?" And then it yeah. just says the end. Yeah, we forget about that. Could this happen in the end? Sure, why not? It's... An alien coming down from on a meteorite and then having a symbiotic relationship with our pollution. That's mm-hmm. it's plausible. That's that's yeah. venom. Oh. Yeah. Could Godzilla save us again? Yeah, maybe. Uh, He's probably too old this time. Yeah. I, so my favorite part about this movie is how the fucking kaiju representation of the nuclear bomb is the thing that is saving us from the nuclear represent or from the 
monster representation of pollution. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so not the message, like, ten movies ago. Before we get out of this and rate this film, that reminds me of the weirdest f- uh, scene we forgot to talk about. They have an animation explaining uh, how, basically, a nuclear explosion happens. And the doctor says, no, it's a good thing how it reacts. Sometimes you need that nuclear power. And then it made me feel so weird on so many levels. Like, ooh, boy, we did that, but now Japan's all right with it? Are we all good? I don't like this. What is going on? And then we go back to the movie. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a couple of those moments when they, it's like they were trying to be educational, but they didn't know how. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know what Olern is. Yeah. And they would cut to other star nebulas again and not explain why that's in the film. <laughs> so guys, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. It's time for us to get into our ratings. Yes. Mm. Dane. Do you know how our ratings work? No, I don't. Oh, I'm so glad. Please okay. explain. So, Godzilla has a son. Yeah. His name's Godzuki. Yes. Some people like Godzuki, some yeah. people don't. If you like Godzuki, maybe you haven't seen him before, but you like his name, uh-huh. then that's how many you'd give it out. So if you like Godzuki, like 10 out of 10 Godzukis, it's a perfect film. Now, if you don't like Godzuki, you give it non-Godzukis. So if it's like a 10 out of 10 non-Godzukis... Do I have to say if I do or don't like Godzuki? You don't have to. Oh. You keep that in your heart, don't tell anyone, oh. or the wish will never come true. Oh. So I give this film, guys, I'm just going to go out there, a 97 out of 100... Godzuki? No. Just nice. 97 out of 100. Okay. Okay. The ratings literally mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Yeah. Well, if I were to rate it, I would rate it however many Godzukis would happen uh, for however many times that scientist took a fucking nap. <laughs> fucking movie. Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Well, that's, that's like 40 Godzukis. <laughs> that's a lot of Godzukis. 40 out of 10 Godzukis. You love this film. I don't know about how often he was napping, but he was always in bed oh, with yeah. the covers pulled all the way up to his neck. Yeah. Yep. Like, I know that's how they draw sick people in anime and stuff, but right. is that really what sick people do in Japan? They I, mean, get yeah. I mean, he. I mean, so they still made him have the blankets when he was like being moved around in a car. Yeah. Just, just, they opened the trunk for him, and yeah. they were like, all right, solve the mystery of what we're supposed to do. Do here. Japanese people not kick their legs out from under the blanket when they get hot? Is that not a thing they do? I mean, I, I assume they do, but okay. I mean, he doesn't. Can we also give a rating real quick to the feeling of kicking your feet out when it's hot from the covers? That's a 10 oh, out of 10. Yeah, 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 it's it's 10 out of 10. 10. Oh, man. I got a box fan in my room. It feels awesome when I do yeah. that. Man, can we turn that fan back on? <laughs> Sticking your legs out and rubbing your feet against the cold Ooh, mattress top. Baby. Really good. Oh, man. Guys, by the way, it's summertime when we recorded this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah 92 is... degrees out at uh, 11 p.m. almost. So yeah, this is going to really fall, humid. isn't it? Yeah. Maybe even winter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We might be dead by the time this comes out. <laughs> well, I'm counting on it. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But, okay, my turn to rate it. Yes. I'm going to give it, uh, let's say, three and a half out of ten non-Gadzukis. Yes. I don't know how that compares to any other of the movies we've watched, because I just make up the rating (laughs) as far as how I enjoy it. Like, it's not related to any other movie, how much I enjoyed it, but I didn't hate this much as much as All Monsters Attack slash Godzilla's Revenge. Yeah. God, but I didn't like it as much as some of the other ones. I like that Dane just got to see us like reliving war memories. God, that movie. The movie before this we watched was 
Godzilla's revenge is literally a kid just having an imagination about Godzilla the whole film, and it's as bad as it sounds. Why? It's mainly Godzilla's son. Other than that, yeah. all the Godzilla stuff is just recycled clips from two of the other movies. Yeah. I haven't finished the yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry. Oh, it's no big deal. I've interrupted you enough times. <laughs> but yeah, like it's... I don't know, it just seems kind of like a Frankenstein's monster of a movie. Like, they took a lot of tropes from other movies and tried to make it into a thing. Like, I don't even know if they believe in the environmentalist message, or just that was something that was gaining traction at the time, so let's put it onto our movie. Yeah. This was when the big movement of Greenpeace and all that was happening quite a bit, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like it it feels kind of like a cash grab, which, like, I guess all the Godzilla movies at this point, at least for another, like, couple of years... Are gonna feel like that. Oh, it's a cash grab yeah. because it's trying to go green, baby. Yeah. Oh, Good job, Brandon. Sorry, <laughs> I, I know baby's dead, and at this point, when this comes out, it'll be really dead for terminology. <laughs> so yeah, below average to average movie. Yeah, um, I want to give this film seven Godzukis out of ten. Huh. It, I really didn't like a lot of parts of this movie, but I think the parts that were funny, or the parts that were weird, or the parts that were interesting make it worth watching. Yeah, like. The story is all over the place, but my fucking god, the weird shit in this movie. Like, you know yeah. what? You know what? I would have watched half an hour of bullshit just to see that guy jump off that building and turn into <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so close to being on the verge of, like, a Japanese art film of the 70s, like a Haosu. Mm-hmm. If it just had gone all the way, it would have been so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I was to give it an honest rating, too, it would be probably 7 out of 10 non-Gadzukis as well, because... Uh, when it gets crazy, it excels, but it's so brief in this long drag of a movie. But when it does, man, ooh, it is a diamond in the rough. Well, I said earlier that I didn't even think it felt like it was meant to be a Godzilla movie, and you said there was a story behind that? Yeah, so this... I'll get into that now since we reviewed the film. Uh, this was one of the first times they got a new director on. His name was Yoshimitsu Bano. Uh, he was a new director, young kid with all these crazy ideas. You definitely tell that. Yeah, The producer... Uh, Tomoyuki Tanaka, who's a famous producer for the Godzilla series, he did it for most of all the Godzillas, was hospitalized at the time. So literally had no control over production and didn't see the film until it came out and hated it so much. He said to Yoshimitsu, you will never make a Godzilla film again and you've ruined the franchise. And that's why he became a musician. This YouTube. Even after... Oh, guys. Godzilla's Revenge? Yeah, this gets juicier. This drove Yoshimitsu crazy. So he became a big-time Hollywood producer eventually down the road. He eventually bought the rights from Toho in the late 2000s, and he became one of the main producers for the 2014 Godzilla film. The American what? one? Yes. The American one? The American one. Damn. That's fucking insane. That fucking <laughs> rules, dude. I'm just so excited to get into this. Has he made anything else we might have heard of? No, he just became a producer basically after this flop of a film. Yeah, but like, has he produced any, like... Famous, yeah, Japanese shit. Yeah, well, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I feel like if if there's somebody listening to a Godzilla podcast, they've probably seen a couple. Yeah, of they're a virgin, of course. Why don't we so many our listeners? Which is just me, I think. I feel like the the only Japanese movies that come to America are the really weird ones, like Tokyo Gore Police and stuff. Surely they do like yeah. art movies, Dune, like, Megapolis, your mm-hmm. once again Houses. Your Rikios. No, that's actually a kung fu film. Sorry, get yeah. mixed up. Were you talking about the last Megalopolis, Tokyo, the last Megalopolis? Yeah. I've no. got that movie on VHS. It is 
so weird. How do yeah. we watch that for this? I mean, do you have a VHS, VHS player? player? Yeah. Okay, uh, we're doing that next time, I think. <laughs> well, um, I, ha- I have a uh, TV with a VHS built into it. Doom Agropolis was one of the inspirations for Shimagami Tensei. Why am I mentioning this so much this episode? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Nobody needs this other than myself. You've been playing a lot of Persona. I've been playing a lot of Persona. I can't plug it again because I've plugged it, I think, two or three times. <laughs> okay, so... There's no rule. Yeah, that's true. Have you done your rating yet? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're all in agreement that not very good. The good parts are good, but it's kind of a slog to get through yeah. the shitty parts. That brings us that? into the home stretch of our favorite part of the segment. Mm-hmm. The segment? No, part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's stupid games. The- Quit playing. Stupid games. The jingle's really good, so it's play. Yeah, quit playing games with my heart, and then we put stupid games in front of it. So yeah. I feel like you should change the song no. every time. No, it's too good. Yeah, I, I agree with Brandon. Yeah, because uh, I was thinking you could do mind games, but John Lennon like oh, that's a good playing idea. your stupid games together. Oh man, that would be good because I also hate John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm a Ringo Starr fan all the way through. <laughs> Wait, are we now gonna play the pollution song? Oh, of course we're going to play the pollution song. That'll probably be, that'll probably close out. Yeah. Um, So, I think we're going to go off the bat with our most famous stupid game, guys. I'd say that like we have a lot of listeners. Um, In every film, Godzilla gets electrocuted. So we started this game a few, quite a few back. Where we have all of our guests lick a 9-volt battery and talk about their experience. Licking a 9-volt. Ask your parents for permission. Okay, of course. Okay, yeah. I cleaned it before. I feel King Kong vs. Godzilla is probably the first one we did it during. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> Tastes like, um... Ooh, he's getting into it. Mmm. You, you've had the most positive reaction. <laughs> Except for me. Of any of our guests. This is an aphrodisiac for Luke. And that reminds me, I should let him get last before me and Martin lick it. Uh, but it'll be cleaned after this, so. I'm wiping Tastes it off. like a Zima. Ooh, I can't wait to get yeah. to that. Ooh, boy. Go to the store now for your Zima flavored 9 volt batteries. Yeah. Oh, quick quick review of why Martin gets ready to lick it. How do we all feel about Zima, honestly? I think it's okay. I think it's alright. I think it's alright. I would yeah. never buy it. Yeah. But if somebody offered me a Zima, I might, good chance I'd take it. Yeah. Honestly, like what happened here? Honestly, I really like the bottles. Yeah, the bottles are cool. The bottles look like, I don't know, I, I'm just like, I Ooh. drink old style beer. <laughs> I have, this is a, okay, this is a very weird, distinct memory, but I grew up in Florida when Zima was still around, and I remember seeing so many broken Zima bottles by our local Walmart all the time. <laughs> I wonder who that person was, because it had to be one person, I'm pretty Did sure. Did these get you really fucked up? No, no they're only no. 5% alcohol. Yeah. I mean, they do if you drink like... Ah, a lot of them. Like I was saying, you could give that to a baby. Well, here's the dynamic to consider. In the 90s when this was popular, this was before the craft beer phase. So 5% alcohol for a beverage is pretty strong compared to a macro brew like a Budweiser or even a regular Budweiser. Oh, yeah. I said Budweiser twice. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, was a, this was a big part of the uh, clear drink craze. Yeah. People like Crystal Pepsi. Uh, SNL had that skit about Crystal Gravy. It was, it was big then. Uh, what was that one OK Cola they put up to yeah, that sounds right. That yeah. was that was like early two thousands. No, was like two thousand one. I know that uh, that was like a fruit soda. I know Dan Klaus did the artwork. Yeah. No, no, it was like Dan Klaus and Charles Burns, a bunch of comic artists. Yeah, a bunch of big ones. Cans. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, and Joan Soda, which had the cream soda was clear. Oh, so, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I always think back to, like, there was some company did clear root beer for a long time, mm-hmm. and I always really liked that when I was a kid. Oh, that sounds weird to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, any clear beverage that, any clear cola that tastes like brown cola is going to be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I think you brown. that with, like, the... Where they had ketchup in different colors. And oh, I could oh, oh, yeah. that so much. I could never enjoy that. Why would... It was like, why is this green? <laughs> my, my little cousins were really into those, and it always grossed me out. Are they, they dead now? They're their lives. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Cause we'll, a couple of them, one of them is about to get married soon. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. About to die if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Old ball of chain, guys. Am I right? <laughs> I know. The, the marketing people behind that must be like, kids love gross stuff. Let's. Well, this looks like sludge. <laughs> Why don't they just sell turds to kids? Yeah. <laughs> they already do. They call them fidget spinners. <laughs> get them. Get them. Get them. You know, it's yeah. funny. Like, two fidget items came out at the same time, and the spinner ended up being the popular one. Fidget. Yeah. The cube, the big fan. Cube, yeah. yeah, big fan. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this should get us into our other favorite segment of games, which is what's the deal with these kaiju's? What's the deal with these kaiju? What's the deal with these kaiju? What's the deal with these kaiju? Quick to pick up Dane. What's the deal with these kaiju's? So, as you could guess, we talk about when what is in a kaiju. It's mm-hmm. the title clearly makes it. You brought up something I want to discuss right away. Yes. Is Dumb and Dumber a kaiju? A kaiju. I thought we were going to talk about uh, The Thing. Mm-hmm. The thi- Oh, that's a good. That's an actual good, honest debate, but let's oh, get let's into the silly fart one. Let's get into the silly fart one. Take that, Dane. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Um, so, I'd like to argue that, yes, Dumb and Dumber are a single kaiju, but mm. only when they're in that dog car. Mm. Oh, shit, that's a good one. So, they're not kaiju for the majority of the second, technically third movie? No. Okay. Using that debate, I'd have to say no, because that means it's diminished returns on our kaiju appearances in the film. <laughs> uh, I'm a college professor, thank you, and etc. I don't know, so who, who's voted so far? If we have, I, do we have any more arguments to make about this? No. Tommy's done? Well, here's the thing. That wasn't because we've had debates if the Beverly Hillbillies are kaiju, yeah. if the concept of love's a kaiju, Galactus, mm. Clifford the Big Red Dog, RoboCop's one I forgot about. Uh, Zoolander 2. Zoolander 2, which we agreed was a kaiju because yeah. it's such a monstrous production. Oh, Stay Puft Marshmallow. Oh, stuff stuff, stuff Puft Marshmallow. Uh, kaiju. <laughs> Man, this is one and a half Zima's getting to me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that 7.5% alcohol. Boy. Mm. We're Boy, also I... at like 500 miles above sea level. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> In That's our a secret point. headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> um... Getting back to the train on this, though, the thing from the movie The Thing, is that a kaiju? Uh, I'm going to say yes, because Michael Chiklis is a kaiju. I'm going to say yes, because here's the thing. It can assume the form of anything once it's intercepted its cells. So if it hits a Godzilla, it could be a kaiju. But also it can form all of its mass together and become a giant kaiju, too. Like it does at the end of the film. What does Michael Chiklis have to do with... Oh, Fantastic Four. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I also liked how you said, here's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> and From another world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, I'm going to agree. It's definitely a kaiju. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's got, uh, there's a charm to it. It's No, there's not. It's frightening. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but there's a charm to that kind of monster. Like, not a charm and, like, I guess an elegance. Yeah. Kind of like it when, in Alien when Ash's head got cut off and he's like, it's the perfect life form. Yeah. No, that is true. I don't envy you. <laughs> I mean, um, maybe the thing thinks it's doing, like, the right thing because it sees all of us as individual things. Like, man, these guys must be in constant pain not being a single life There's form. actually supposed to be a really good fan fiction that takes that it's oh. kind of, it's kind of like how like like Grendel mm-hmm. like taking like a character supposed to just be a mindless monster and giving them some he thought it was doing good by humanity some you know, pathos them all. yeah yeah oh the pathos yeah is it pathos I don't know how to pronounce anything you can pronounce anything you want I don't know when every human's dead and they just have the written language they're just gonna come up with new ways to describe can't it wait for that anyway. Yeah. Uh, my name's gonna be Fart Man. <laughs> and then Dan's Mine's gonna be Zima. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking <laughs> How do you feel about the thing? I've never actually watched the thing, but the Fantastic Four, <laughs> they were, like, in the span of uh, franchise movies, they would definitely be a kaiju, just for box office reasons alone. <laughs> Captain America was the original Johnny Storm, right? Yeah. 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 Chris yeah. 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 <laughs> That's fucked back. up. He yeah. was the only one. Yeah. yeah. And then also, crazy thing too, Michael B. Joran was in the remake that was also awful, and now he's going to be one of the villains, I think, in the new Black Panther film. Oh, good. I'm glad. He's, <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor. Good he, he, was the, he was the Fang in the newest one? Uh, no, he's... No, he's, he's a, a Torch. He even torch. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the thing had... All this fucking CGI. I don't know who that was. No, oh, Dan's going for the boat and battery again. <laughs> I um, usually do it a couple times too. Mm. <laughs> so that leaves us. Oh man, we're already at recommendations. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about pop culture. Oh shit! Time. Sorry, man. These zemas really throw me off my game. Uh, so one thing we'd like to do too, for the, <coughs> since we're going through so many decades and years, uh, we like to talk about what's going on in the, that year. So 1971 is a good one. You're saying, Brandon, what year did All My Children mm. premiere? Of course, guys, it's 1971. Okay. Big Archie Bunker fan. Huge Archie Bunker fan. <laughs> Everyone it. knows that. Love it. Yeah. You wait, also wait, have... Bang, boom, You're making a joke, boom. right? Yeah. Did you say All in the Family or All My Children? Oh, I meant to write All in the Family, but I wrote All My Children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Those aren't the same things at all. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love All in the Family. That's like, that, that did premiere in 1971. Like, whoop-de-do, whoop-de-do! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Making so many classic tropes over the years. Guys, also, classic sitcom that happened back then. Charles Manson was convicted for murder. Mm-hmm. I also want to America mention... sitcom, because this country's a joke. I also yeah. want to mention, even though I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before, when I was like all through middle school and high school, I carried around a picture of Carol O'Connor in my wallet. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. You're like, one day. Yeah. He, he's the guy who played Archie Bunker on <laughs> All in the Family. Would you tell people he's your dad? Yeah, I'm, no, I mean, it was very obviously that I ripped it out of a magazine. <laughs> so. And then, so we have Apollo 14, your guy's saying, why don't I know that name? Because it's the third moon landing. Who gives a shit anymore? We're over it. Yes. Well, third time's the charm. No, man. No. <laughs> Take the that flag time. out. We oh. actually landed on the moon. What? Oh, jeez. Zima drop. <laughs> oh, man. Because, oh, so yeah, the, the one that failed was Apollo 13, right? The Ron Howard movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that movie failed. 
<laughs> well, we'd already land on the movie beef. <laughs> <laughs> the pinball we'd version of that. Oh, <laughs> God damn. We'd already landed on the moon before that, though. Well, yeah, we, we had, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just thinking of that Ron Howard movie, which I think is what everybody thinks about when they hear about the Apollo missions. Yeah. I always think about Apollo Creed. Mm. I don't care about space. You know, why don't they make more movies about the Mercury missions when they had the really thin suits, the, the pressurized suits? Yeah, they those would are make cool them suits, suits, they man. would, like, expand. Yeah. If there was ever a breach, and then they couldn't move. Yeah. Those were cool suits. Yeah. Guys, weird trivia for 1971. Did not know this. You know Helvetica? One of the most famous fonts was invented this year. Do you know who invented it? J.C. Penney for one of their ad catalogs. Really? Isn't that fucking weird, dude? <laughs> J.C. Penney was huge back then. Yeah. Welcome for that party trivia when you're trying to impress a girl, listeners. <laughs> or boy, I don't judge. Yeah. It's 2015, guys. Come on. Random people I... love it when you just say weird trivia to them. <laughs> Do you yeah. know when Helvetica was made? <laughs> I can't remember, but I know there's a podcast that said it. <laughs> Please, get us more <laughs> listeners. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and to end this all, Walt Disney World is open in Florida in 1971. Which is a pretty big deal for people. No right? long hair on men. Oh. Yeah, no long hair on many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most important fact. So that gets us into recommendations. Recommendations. Because uh, baby boy's starting to get sleepy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I should say, so guys, we teased it earlier. I just realized something. I'm an idiot. I've promoted and recommended Persona 5, like, three times in this podcast <laughs> have you played persona 4 that's my question go back and play it it's like ten dollars on amazon for a used copy play it on playstation 3 play it on playstation 2 you'll have a good time you'll have to solve the murderer solve the murder guys solve that murderer solve that murderer play persona 4 <laughs> come on down to solve that murderer <laughs> it was charles manson the entire time it was oh. and that's my record <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your recommendation. Oh, that's fine. He, he was stepping on it himself. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys need to be, like, put me down after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the recommendations? Anything. You Just can go. Anything. I mean, yeah, I, there's going to be go plugs with... after this. I, oh, I, I, I can go if you want more time. I recommend playing me in Mario Tennis because <laughs> it is a good time. He's very good. I love it. We watched him destroy Martin for six rounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I got a few shots in Yeah, there. you got, you got yeah, better you towards the end. Got yeah. a couple points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, this is your partition, or... <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking Rancid Zima, and this is the end of me. I'm just going off this mortal coil so quickly. My recommendation is going to be pretty boring. Go see Spider-Man Homecoming. It's probably out on DVD by the time this review is coming out. But that's good news, because yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, best Spider-Man. If you like Spider-Man, this is the first time we've ever actually seen the character of Spider-Man in a movie. Yeah. Be enjoyable. They made the Vulture, like, super cool. Michael yeah. Keaton's amazing. Yeah, best Marvel movie villain, too. Yeah. He's an actual character beyond just the bad guy. You actually kind of root for him a little bit. Yeah. you're like, eat the 1%. Totally yes. agree with you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I want to recommend a cartoon I've really been enjoying. Um, it's, it's new, well, at this time, it's new to Cartoon Network. I'm sure the first season will be all the way the fuck out by the time this goes out. But, uh, I want to recommend, uh, OKKO. OK 
which is a fucking great tar- cartoon. Um, there was a pilot for it a few years ago called Lakewood Plaza Turbo. It's basically every JRPG, every anime, and every 80s and 90s trope combined into one show mm-hmm. where a young kid is trying to become the strongest hero, and he is voiced by the same woman who did the voice of Kid Goku. It's amazing. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of like trailers on Facebook. It looks really good. It looks way better than, what's that other one, The Amazing Magiswords? Oh, I like Mighty Magiswords. Really? Like, I, I think it's, it's, it's the jokes come a bit too fast at the, you. Like. That, that's the thing. I, it, it's a very... Mighty Magiswords is a very quick show, and it's definitely not for everyone. But I find myself really enjoying the pace, and I like the character dynamics. Yeah. I like a show where there are people who are friends, and they're just nice to each other all the time. Yeah. Like, they're not dicks to each other. Hey, Dan, how great is it having sex with ladies, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Look at these nerds, high five. Yeah. Well, I got one more nerd thing to say. <laughs> I didn't really like Star versus the Forces of Evil either. Oh, yeah. I feel like they're very similarly Great based. design for characters and animation, but yeah, everything else is let down. Okay, I, I watch I cartoons, like, guys. I like, <laughs> I like that show, too. Anyway, just watch, watch OKKO. OK First episodes are up on Cartoon Network's like streaming website. Beyond yeah. that, I don't know what's happening, but it's good shit. Ian J. Quarterly, who makes that show, or the I should say the creator of it, and he's been storyboarding for many animations for years. I followed him all the way back in early 2000s when he had a webcomic called RPG World, and I met him at a convention once, and I was like, hey, great work there. And I'm like, man, I should have waited a little bit later for that. Oh, Ian J. Sorry, Ian Jones Quarterly. Qu- quarter. I want to say quarterly stuff. What the fuck is wrong with you? Guys, <laughs> you no more two Zima. Zimas. No more not Zima. even two. That was not empty. It's one and a half Zima. I'm not drinking anymore out of fear. <laughs> I like this guy so much I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, it's IJQ. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, I think we're all very sweaty and tired. Are we going to do plugs? Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Um, as always, I want to plug the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret, a great open mic and showcase that happens at the Gallery Cabaret every Thursday. Um, 6.30 to 8 is the mic. 8 to 9 is a great showcase. It's fun every week. There's free cupcakes. Come out and have a good fucking time. Yeah. Although, sorry I sounded angry. Please. <laughs> yeah, come, have a good come time. And, yeah, come on. <laughs> come, come and have a nice time. Um, I'm going to recommend... <laughs> Oh my god! Guys, listen. Do you want to start over? Okay, so I'm the guest, Dane Arts. (laughs) I'm one of your co-hosts, Brandon Kirkman. I'm Zima. (laughs) No, it's coming back. I thought I was free. (laughs) Nope. This is Candid Berkman doing his plug. And welcome to Godzilla all the time. And guys, it's been great. Signing off. Uh, my plug. I don't know. Just follow me, at Kirkman Brandon, guys. I I'm never drinking Zima again. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I run a video game podcast through the Laugh Factory Network. It is called uh, New Players Enter the Game. We bring on a comic each week and talk about their favorite video game. Check it out. We should be on iTunes by now. Also, uh, check up Woke Up Stand Up. It is a comedy show every month at Coles. Uh, by this time, Harry Condobolo has said some very nice things about our show. Yeah. I was there for that show. It was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have any money, so I wasn't able to actually get into the show. Shout but. out to Chelsea. Uh, they bought me a ticket. So oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice of them. Uh, yeah, that podcast sounds like a lot of fun, too. Oh, so much fun. I've listened to the podcast, and it is also fantastic. Yeah. So. 
At uh, my plug, I'm going to plug my restaurant again, Parts and Labor in uh, Logan Square, 2700 North Milwaukee. Uh, it'll probably be passed by the time this episode airs, but Rick and Morty premieres at the end of the month, July 30th, and we're going to do nuggets with some of that Moulin Szechuan nugget sauce. Like nice. I've come up with a recipe for it. I think it's really fire. And I don't know, like... Uh, just come out. We do crazy stuff all the time, so you'll find cool stuff to do. And I think the most important thing, and I'll make a jingle for this, because Ema's banned from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> I, I think it's just you can't drink. I, you can't handle what sorority girls think is too unalcoholic. I usually <laughs> drink whiskey, too, but I think it's because I've been on a diet. I've cut sugars out, and Zima's just been my, ooh, I can't deal so with it. So it's not the alcohol, it's the sugar. It might yeah. be the sugar. All no, yeah. yeah, no, it's the sugar that'll get you. I had two Zimas last week, and my teeth fucking hurt. <laughs> Guys, oh, Zima. So, so sponsor me, please. Well, we usually in this podcast the Godzilla War, but we've done it so many times. We need to start alternating. Let's make our up our own slogans for Zima, guys. Zima, we'll ruin your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Zima, when you just want to get laid and forget words. <laughs> nice, I agree with that. Zima, because you suck. <laughs> Zima. You can come on its face. It likes it. <laughs> I love it. What's Zima, from? if you don't sponsor us, that's for this. Eugene Merman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, shout out to Eugene Merman. Get that. Get out of here. Yeah, you're scared. Good night. Play that song. Funky white boy. Animals. God's animals. Don't go away. Don't go flowers don't go away don't go we have cobalt it's full of mercury too many fumes in our oxygen all the smog now is choking you and me good lord where is it gonna end got to get it back someday got to get it back and soon now for tomorrow maybe you and me we're moving, we're moving, moving to the moon now. It's up to us to make a choice. We know what it's worth to save the earth. Come raise your voice. Brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs>